0: I'm so excited today because my, uh, my, uh, my brother, well, I was going to say my younger brother, but really my own, only brother uh, is with me today. Uh, he forgot about us last time, but that's okay. We forgive and we don't forget, but we do forgive. <laughs> and today he's going to talk about a number of different things. Uh, We're not going to talk about the history of Juneteenth because most people don't understand it anyway. But one of these days, we probably will get to something like that. But now, right now, right now, I want to welcome Apostle Calvin Cook. And oh, I forgot to tell you who I am. I am an apostle. I am Apostle uh, Baker, J. Baker, who happens to be a doctor in psychology here in the earth. So welcome, Apostle Cal.
1: Hey, how you doing? <laughs> praise God for you.
0: I'm two doing good.
1: I don't know what happened uh, the week, those two weeks ago, but it happened. So praise God, here I am today.
0: I know you are. I was in motion, girl. I just get to have you longer. That's all. It's not a problem.
1: Well, it's I'm just, loaded today. My God, am I loaded.
0: Okay, well, we're going to unwind you. Okay, the last time we were together... And actually, we talked a few minutes the other day. And what I want you to do is to, what we want you to do, what's needed. I want to let you know something. Part of this audience of of mine is uh, people that are training, are in training. They're ministers in training. And a part of their training is to uh, listen to you. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) my God. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> right. is, to, is to listen to you about the kingdom way and how it is that we walk. Uh, how it is that we walk. So Kelly and and Frederick and all of these people, they better listen up because they will be tested in life. And so I want you to talk about and go back through how the kingdom, how the tabernacle, how all of this applies to everyday life. How it is that you live this life that I live this life. So go for it.
1: Well, I've I've been given as a tool. We had our 20th anniversary celebration yesterday and some of the people reminded me because we didn't have it like a normal. We didn't celebrate me. We celebrated the people who supported me for 20 years and they all got a chance to come up. And one of them said in 1983, I first heard you teaching the tabernacle. I said, oh my God, that was a, and they remembered what I taught uh, 40 years ago, 39, 40 years ago. And So it's, I've been on a journey and what's happened is God has shown me and revealed to me the New Testament church and and how where we're going and and going in an identity not going to get something from God to be, but to become something for the Lord to become to, we're God's idea and just like if I went to Tesla and I came out looking like a Ford Tesla the, 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 the guy who created the Tesla would be very upset with what came out of there. And we got to be careful what's been coming out of the church does not look like the Christ. It does not operate like the Christ. It doesn't smell like the Christ. The garment of the woman that God's supposed to marry has wrinkles and stains in it. There's mixture that because we have thrown away the pattern that God gave. Uh, of what the church would look like in a modern day setting. We don't have to go back to antiquity and make it look like it did with the Jews or in the old New Testament. We can't do that because we're in a a present day truth that we're Americans. And so God was dealing with us in the culture in which we live, but not violating uh, him because it's his culture that he's putting inside of us so that we can relate to the journey because it's in him we live now and move and he wants to reveal things not from out of outside of us but he wants us to discover him in us and that's i know that's a very i'll show it to you in in the tabernacle today so we, we we came out the outer court we first thing we had an encounter with the tap with the candlestick so we could see our way without light you can't see your way and so then now when we looked we saw the Table of showbread, the body of Christ. And God, because we're in the light, it gave distinction to all the people from different nations who are now gathered together to be one. And so that light is only light that can distinguish the importance and the value of your brothers and your sisters in the church. And then we shed light on the uh, altar of incense because that's, that's the place of preparation. To, to to execute the purpose of a being in the church. See, we can't, the purpose, listen to me, the purpose of the church is not to sing on Sunday. The purpose of the church is not to have a, a praise meeting on Sunday or a prayer meeting on Sunday. The, the, the purpose of the church, those are things we're doing while we're being prepared. The purpose of the church is to look like Jesus at the end of the day, to be transformed, And does your worship transform you? No, it doesn't. We're transformed by the renewing of our minds. Amen. We're transformed uh, uh, because I know some worshiping people can't live for God. I know people that pray all the time but never learn how to live for God. I know people that say they're this and say they're that, but there's no transformation. So we're going to talk about that today. And I'm excited because God, maybe I missed last week because God wanted to reveal something to me. And that's exactly what he did. He brought me into another understanding of this journey. And I'll share that with you as we go now. No,
0: no you missed last week because you missed last week, but he was going to show you this anyway. Don't so. clean <laughs> me
1: up in front of the company. At least let me be right about something. My God. <laughs> 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 she just cleaned me right up in front of everybody. My God in heaven. I don't know what. Jesus helped me today. Anyway, glory to God. Amen. Can I go on now? Amen. Now that everybody sees my underwear. Go on. Let me move on here. Glory to God. So what I want to do. <laughs> you too much. You anyway, know, where are we go? <laughs> oh, no. Yes, she did. Let me move on here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, well, oh, my goodness. All right. So now we've come to this place, which is probably the most misunderstood place I've ever seen in my experience in God, is the prayer altar. We just don't understand it. We created an altar in the American church based on our needs, based on the outward court experiences of lack, poverty, sickness, disease. And we didn't understand that that was dealt with, but we need to discover the mysteries that will allow us to walk in it. We don't keep rehearsing our problems. We keep addressing uh, the answer, which is we're going to find in Christ. So what God does, He lets us see the body of Christ first. And you can't go to prayer till you see the body right. We went over that already. I don't have to go back over that. If you're if you're judging the body, then uh, what you'll do is that you'll cause a weakness in your own self. Many people are weak and sickly, and many have died early because they didn't discern the Lord's body, which is your neighbor, your brother, your sister in church, one is sitting in front of you, the one sitting behind you. When you don't appraise their value at the same value of their father, it can cause you to lose your value. Did you hear what I said to you? Many of us have been devalued simply because we run our mouth talking about other folk praising other people's ministry and appraising praising other people's how they do their thing or how they do their or what they say or how they dress or what they look like or even how their pastor preaches oh they're not up with us yet they don't do it like we do what you just did you just devalued yourself what did you devalue yourself concerning your forward progress in your journey into being one with him because he won't let you in there if you got mixture, if you got flesh and self and soul, these things. Let's just get into this thing. So now we're going to leave. We're going to leave the uh, 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 the table of showbread, and we're coming to a, a very significant place before we enter into the holy of holies. And most of us, we sing songs and we think we're in there. We sing them. We be singing them too. You know, enter into the holy of oh holy. Ain't never been in there in your life. Singing about it every Sunday, but you don't understand that singing doesn't bring you into the purpose of the song or, or that. You have to have an engagement with God in that place. Now, it says here the church represents the realm of worship. That's the, that's That's the holy place. And we're going to leave the body of Christ at the table. And now we're going to enter into a time of worship at the altar because we're right with our brothers and we're in the light as he's in the light. And because we see our brothers rightly de- discerning who they are. Now our worship uh, comes to a place of significance because now we're at, we're, we've are we been allowed to come to, to this altar. It's called the golden altar or the altar of prayer or the incense altar. You could call it or whatever you want to call it. It's the place that you meet with God before you have access to him. It says in Isaiah, no, not Exodus chapter 30. Please say that
0: again. Please say that again. That is so powerful. It's the place that you meet with God before. Say that again, please.
1: The place where you meet with God before you have access to him. He appraises you before you access him. And what he appraises us for is to see if there's mixture. Now I'll show it to you more clearly. Oh my goodness! Uh, so uh, this word incense altar. He says, "Listen, Exodus thirty verse five. Thou shalt make this incense offered, Verse third verse six. And thou shalt put it before the veil, that is by the ark of the testimony before the mercy seat, that is over the testimony, and I will meet with you." So he's saying, "When you come to that place." Of the the prayer, he says, "My um, his heart starts beating because he wants to meet with you." Now I want you to see this. Can you imagine the living God wanting to meet you? (laughs) I want you to. Oh Lord Jesus, I feel this thing right here on me right now. And this is what I'm saying. He says, "And I will put it before the veil." Now the word veil, uh, I don't want to. It's just. uh, uh, what I want to, hold on a minute. He says, I want to, I want to meet you. I want to summon you to a, summons you to a place. So that's what he's doing because you were in the light and you're right with your brothers. Now he summons you to a place of intimacy with him in prayer. But he won't summon you if you're not right with your brothers. He'll let need provoke you to prayer. And that's what happens to people. Because they're not right, troubles come, things happen, lack shows up, and he's, oh, God. He said, well, you should have been saying, oh, God, when you didn't get along with your brother and your sister. Why weren't you saying, oh, God, when you was tailbearing and gossiping? How come I didn't hear, oh, God, when you was tearing my church down? You see. I heard something this morning that disturbed me. I kept my peace, but I won't mention it right now, but it did disturb me because it's we can't we can't we can't say we represent God and then say certain stuff. Now this word veil simply means a fabric or something that prevents us from seeing clearly. That's why people can go to prayer and come away with a distorted view. Oh, God told me to move my family to Mississippi. God ain't told you to move your family. You can't, you've never taken care of your family where you are. And He doesn't promote you from failure, He promotes you from maturity and from success. So if you're successful in California, it's a good chance you'll be successful everywhere else you go. If you're lacking here and where you are, then you, you're going to take that lack mentality to where you're going. That's right. That's right. I'm right. That's right. Changing locations doesn't change you. Let me go on. And so he says he put put it before the veil. And what I, I'm coming to this thing, uh, coming to the veil. Uh he says, and I will meet with you there, and um I will engage you there, I will I will assemble you there, and, and I, I that's the place of appointment. So when you come to the prayer now, what I got to keep going here? Hold on a minute, Lord. I got myself excited, and I don't even know where I'm at. Hold on, Jesus, help, brother. Okay, (laughs) I'm too excited.
0: (coughs) He said he would assemble us there. He said I'll meet with you. Go go through that again.
1: Well, uh, the whole purpose of coming into Christ was for you to be assembled. Ephesians chapter two, ten created in christ jesus to be to do a work a masterpiece handcrafted by god in christ so so he's preparing you for that but to do the work you have to value the work in your brothers and sisters to do the work you got to see them in the light that god sees them not your own critical spirit light we got to stop doing that and saying that we're leaders and we're just as critical as those who can't see we can't do that we must learn how to see the potential and we can't do that if we don't get in the light
0: that's it that's it.
1: you, that's how come you keep letting me fail i said you ain't finished falling yet and when that's you right. finish when you finish falling then you won't fail when you finally understand that the righteous fall who said who told you that the righteous don't fall who told you that you were perfect who told you? Because you haven't been assessed properly uh, and drawn to the prayer altar outside of you having a need that's generated from what you see in the world. That's right. Now, you're not supposed to be drawn to him by what you see. You're supposed to be drawn to him by what you see in him.
0: Because that's where
1: you live and move and have you, you don't live, you're not from this world, though you're though you're in it. But if I'm going to draw you to me and I'm your God, I want you to see something in me worth valuable enough yes. for you to come to me.
0: Let me ask you this question. Let me throw this in here. Uh, what what I'm seeing and 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 what I think is so crucial and what you're you're you're, you're coming with is this: is that there are people that that look at this that's a good word that's a great word that's a this that's a this knowing all the scriptures knowing all these things but the time the timing does it take timing you said this you said that he meets he evaluates he does this and then he assembles this is time it takes time, and we seem to want to move through this place, get from the, the, the place where we w- first wash up and then run right into the Holy of Holies when when it, it, it does not work this way. I want you to talk. I want you to share this because we have audiences. I have people that, that know the scriptures. They can quote these things. They can do this, but they don't like just what it is that you said. They don't like the baking time. They don't like the time that it takes for them to mature from the inside out and to be able to stand rather than, than fall and, and fall. And I don't know how many times you and I have fallen. We've missed it. We've blown it. We've done all of these things. But I would really like for you to talk about this in light of what we're what we're.
1: Yeah, you don't always have to fall publicly. You can fall just as many times nobody know it. Yeah, I mean you can fall just with your you can listen to them. let's move out of there right now. Let's move anyway. And so so what happens as we move away from the table showbread this is where the church prepares to enter into the holy of holies to even taste the abundance of the union with God. See, we've never we we've been in union with our gifts and our reputation, but he wants us to watch this. To come in union with Him, because unless you come in union with God, you can't produce sonship in the earth. Now, let me take you a little further. Watch this: the death of the old ministry and the complete reliance on God is absolute at this point. Man must lay aside the large vestige of the last vestige of his flesh. Here, carnality must suffer its mortal blow. The priest takes off his outer garment and leaves only the linen. What does that mean, take off your outer garment? You can't go before God all dressed up in the stuff you show people in your little garments and your bishop robes and your hats. You you can't take that before God. That priest had to strip down. The only thing he had was the righteousness of God, that God made him to be accessible to him he didn't make himself, he didn't earn it, he wasn't promoted, but he was called, equipped by God in the processes that you can't speed up to take off what he got honor from. Oh, I'm gonna say it again. Whatever you're getting honor and men are recognized, it could be your prophetic gift, it could be whatever it is, and people, oh, 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 you got to put that off, you got to take that off, because up yourself you can do nothing you know that that gift don't belong to you you know those accolades don't belong to you you know that glory doesn't belong to you you know what the people are saying about you is not true they only knew who you really were oh lord i'm getting the attitude let me move on let me move on because i want to show you something here now watch oh my watch this it says so watch this the priest takes off his outer garment, leaves only the linen. When he entered into the uh, outer court, he died of sin. When he entered into the holy place, he died of self. Now he's about to enter into the holy of the holies, and he has to die to his soul. In other words, he has to give up the gifts and take on the nature of Christ. What does that mean? You have to give up your gifts it does not mean that you do not use your gifts. Watch this. You don't use You still use tongues and prophecies uh, anymore, but but you lay them down in the hands of God, and they are only used as the Father uses them now, and man is no more. That man does not exist anymore in the Holy of Holies. So why are you talking about your problems? Why are you talking about your sin? That stuff was dealt with. uh, 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 I don't think people believe that Jesus did it all on the cross. I think he left, they think he left some generational curses, ancestral curses, all kind of curses, world curses, <laughs> all these curses. Everybody has to come up and clean up what Jesus didn't do cuz he didn't do a, a job well enough. The blood wasn't enough. Amen. To clean up what we messed up in. But see, by, that's a lie against the cross. See? No, the cross did it all. Amen. And so as you come into this place, as you're entering into this most holy place, the soul has to die and now we don't do that we don't we, we our souls alive and well one brother said well you know i was mad at god well mad is an emotion how you how did you get your emotion past uh, excuse me how did you get emotional in a spiritual place oh well i tell god how i feel I, that's the problem You tell it a feeling is an emotion. How did you get your emotion past that borderline? The emotions are not allowed, only spirit, spirit to spirit. God's a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in the spirit. And the truth is you lied to God when you said I surrender all. You did not surrender all. You took half of you in there with you. And now you're accusing him that something was lacking in the cross. Something was lacking in redemption. Something was lacking. He left you in the corner in the booth by yourself in the dark. And he don't care about you like he does the other thing. Why isn't my church like the other church? Because your assignment is not to have a church like the other church. Your assignment is to have a little tiny church and with a big God. So you don't need to have the same size church, but you've always mismaintained the fact that you have a large God. And as you come into the Holy of Holies, you can't come in there. Paul said it this way It's not I. Listen to me. I didn't write this in the Bible for you to, to, to just quote it. It's not I that liveth. I don't go to God as me, I go to Him as Christ. It's now Christ that liveth. When I pray, it's Christ that prayeth. When I'm moving, it's Christ that's moving. And when I do move, I'm moving Him and have my being. This whole thing I'm doing is Christ's presentation. I can no longer. Uh, uh, uh present Apostle Paul or Saul of Tar- or whatever my name was. Uh, I gave up my rights to Saul. I gave up my rights to Paul. I gave up my rights. Everything I have now is Christed. So he was in a holy place, holy of holy place relationship with God.
0: See, this is what people don't, this is what we have not uh, embraced that I am no longer my own, I no longer belong to me. I'm no longer my own, but I have been bought. I have been paid for the work has been done for me. So I am no longer that.
1: That's right. So Christ is the only one seen in the Holy of Holies. For this reason we have not seen the church in this condition. It seems to continually go in and out of the most holy place. God is leading his shepherds to lead people into the holy holies and teach them to remain in the presence of God in an everlasting union. That was what we're supposed to be getting. We're not supposed to be coming in and out. Oh, I'm getting ready to get in the flesh. Look out. No, you listen to me. Flesh and blood will not have an inheritance in the things of the kingdom. There was no flesh allowed in the church age. There was no flesh allowed in the Holy of Holies. Yet we'll cuss in church. We'll cuss and act like, oh, he knows who I am. No, he doesn't want you to be who you am. He wants you to be who he is. Yeah, he he understands all of us who we say we am. But there are times where we have to give up who we are or what we presented as our little you know what, you know, we got our own little thing about ourselves. I know I do. I do. I can be Calvin in a minute. You know what I'm saying? But he doesn't want me to be Calvin in my presentation of the kingdom. He wants me to present the Christ to this generation. Um, I I don't know what time I'm I'm at, but I got more stuff to to, to get out here. Two minutes? Oh, geez, I got to speak in tongues, the last part of the program. Uh, All right. Let me just do it this way. When we come into the Holy of Holies, one of the mechanisms of truth is this. He said, come boldly to my throne to seek grace and mercy to help me in the time of my need. So watch this, this is so powerful. So he, he tells us what our needs are met by, what? Grace and mercy. He said, if, if you want something from me, it's gonna be filtered through grace and mercy. Your money's coming through grace and money, mercy. Your healing's coming through, oh, Lord Jesus. Everything that's out of order is settled through these two characteristics of my nature. And come boldly, because I want you to have my grace and mercy. When? When you need it, in the time of your need. So having access to God solves all your problems. Why? Because of grace and mercy.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But this is what
1: we do. Father God, my husband not acting right. And Lord, I really want to leave him. But if, if it's be thy will, I'll stay. Well, of course, it's his will that you stay. But you're trying to leave so bad, you don't know how to stay. That's and right. now you you're bothering God about your earthly concern and you haven't even addressed Him about first the kingdom and his righteousness. You forgot that there's a kingdom. This is what's happening to the church. The church has forgot that the kingdom is first.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The kingdom you know- is
1: first, y'all. The kingdom is first, y'all. The kingdom is first, body of Christ. (laughs) The kingdom is first, and and we are out of time. Because the kingdom ain't first. The kingdom is first, y'all. We're out of time. We're out of time. We're out of time. We're out of time. We're out of
0: time time on love and unity until next week. I tell you guys to please join in for next week when my brother and I will be back telling it like it is the kingdom way. And if you want to give into the ministry, the information is on there. We love you. We love you. This is Apostle Baker Baker J. Baker, who happens to be a doctor in psychology with her brother, Apostle Calvin Cook, saying goodbye. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>